If you find value in the content we provide, consider the tip jar. All the details are in the show notes of every episode. Thanks in advance. This has been an ACB community call. Today's Unmute Presents Community Call was hosted on Tuesday, 16 January, 2024. Oh, and the notepad question at the end, head to your settings with Alt-S and choose the startup option. You can pick what Notepad does when it starts up. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Unmute. Hope everyone is doing well today. A couple announcements as usual here at the top. We want to remind everyone that we're going to take all first hands. So go ahead and get your hands up if you want or if you have any tech questions. We're going to try and take all first hands first before we take second questions. So remember that and also remember to be respectful to everyone and make sure that you give the same respect as you would want for your question answered. And remember always there are no dumb questions. As usual, I got Michael Babcock with me. What's going on, Michael? Uh, not a whole bunch, Marty. Um, don't you have a question today while I pull up these episodes? I do. The question of the day, everyone, is where do you go or how do you get your learning technology done? So if there's something that you want to learn and you don't know it, where would you go? How would you do it? What would be the thing that you go to to learn something? Perfect. And I also, go to YouTube. before I... Michael goes to YouTube. Yes, YouTube answers all your questions. YouTube is yes. your everything. Yep. Uh, Michael, before, before you, you go, I just also want to let everyone know we have David here today, and he's going to help us answer questions. So welcome, welcome. And uh, Michael, what you got for your announcements? Yeah, so real quick, I'll just run through this list uh, a little bit longer than last time, which I am glad to say we're back into the swing of things. Uh, on IA Cast Spanish with Carla, there is the episode that they talk about articles and numbers. Uh, technically working yesterday, we published an episode talking about navigating instincts, uh, instincts Demasi had. Uh, do it yourself around the house and how he's more at jumping into that than I am. And the power of accessibility in tech. On Sunday, we published an episode to Unmute Presents called Joining a Voice Channel on Discord. So if you're interested in how to navigate Discord, you can use those skills to, to quickly uh, find what you're looking for in different channels. I posted an out-of-band episode on Shell Phone Show Saturday uh, called Be My AI versus Google Lookout to answer some questions that I was seeing on some mailing lists about uh, people asking, well, why isn't Be My AI reading me the information that Google Lookout does? And uh, hopefully I, I was able to explain the difference in the two systems and how you can use them differently but still get some of the same information. On Thursday, we had the uh, Lady A, All Things Lady A with Lucy, and we talked about the AI. It's been an AI-filled week. Uh, we talked about the AI-generative skills that are available with your uh, A device, including character.ai and a couple of other ones. 
Spanish with Carla. They chatted about nine conjugations. And then on Wednesday, we also talked about the Be My AI. And I did a quick demo. It described who I was a little bit in my background. Um, and that was done on the Blind Child Classic 2 on Wednesday. So, see, Marty, a little bit longer than last time, right? Yeah, definitely. And you have one other announcement you were going to make, right? Uh, I do. You do. Oh, <laughs> Monday. I don't remember what Monday. It was. <clears throat> Oh, 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 yeah. So uh, Monday, we are on Tech Talk. See, I, I too many things. I should actually take notes. Uh, so we <laughs> want to invite you to come and listen to us. And if you want more information, you can go to accessibleworld.org. Uh, you're going to learn more about what type of content is available with Unmute um, and some of the future plans that we have for Unmute, as well as uh, Michael's going to come talk about IACast. And those of you who've heard me mention technically, working but haven't actually went to give it a listen you'll hear more about uh, that show and some plans with that as well if you want more details head to accessibleworld.org and uh, get the zoom details from there and there will be some unmute surprises so you might want to hang out and hear what those are going to be sheila do we have any hands you do christy hey christy hello how are you all doing good good how are you oh we're good I just wanted to find out um, about the Shazam thing with the, you know how you can ask Siri, hey, what song is this? Oh, it Shazam. It doesn't work anymore. Yeah, it doesn't work anymore. Uh, is there something I need to do or is that just a stupid thing that Apple's doing? As far as I know, it should still work. All you'd have to do is make sure there's a song playing in, you know, the space. Yeah, I've that done that phone... and it. Yeah, and it says, uh, oh, you can't recognize music right now. I mean, it's been doing that for a long time, and I, I disabled it, enabled it, and I mean, just restarted the phone and reset uh, my network connections and did all kind of things. A couple things I would suggest then is, one, restart your phone. Just, you know, you can invoke Siri to restart my yeah. device. And then you might want to download the actual Shazam app, which is made by Apple. It doesn't cost you anything. Okay. And uh, go from there. Because once you have the app, it does give you some other features as well that you don't have when you just do it through Siri. Like, for example, if you ask it, what song is this? And then it is able to identify the song. You can choose for it to make a playlist of the songs when you ask that, or if you like a song, or it's got a lot of cool options and it does work with full right. software. So okay. try maybe doing that and see if that helps at all. Okay, I'll do that. All Thank right. You. Yeah, no problem. Beth. <laughs> hey, Beth. Okay. Um, yeah, that sounds interesting to me too. Um, that Shazam, but I was, I was going to ask. Um, my phone this this weekend it w worked just fine, but it says five vi viruses detected, and I didn't install any malware because I figured maybe it was a scam. Um, but it said to repair. Click OK, so I double tapped on that because. If I would have shut it down, I think it would probably, you know, probably not have done that. So could that have been a scam probably? Well, what app is it saying that you've well, identified uh, malware or whatever it was that it said? I'm just trying to, um, it didn't really, it just said your phone. It just gave me a warning, not on any certain app. Just I was on YouTube. Yeah, that's what I was, and it said system warning. 
And were you doing YouTube in the web browser like Safari or were you using the YouTube app? I was using the YouTube app. I would just close out the app and it'd be fine to restart your phone. Sometimes it it just, some of those videos will do weird things or sometimes it comes through, but there's really not a whole lot you can do about it. It's just quit the app and just then invoke Siri and just say, restart my device. And then it will say, are you sure you want to? And you say yes and let it restart and then just go from there. Okay. And yeah, learning things. I learn from... I do a lot with YouTube, learn learn things like a lot, lot of interesting things out there. Oh, yeah. You can yeah. do anything on YouTube. Find out anything you want on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the answer to everyone's problems, YouTube. <laughs> yeah, you can find out, you know, about, I, you know, about different pe- um, people with severe disabilities to, you know, I that and about different singers, you know their songs yeah yeah i was one wondering about that shazam like do you, does it like you can ask it a song that plays on the on the radio like like if you if well, you want to know the lyrics. way it's a, the way it's supposed to work is you can use it through siri so if you're in a place where there's music playing like say like and everyone's gone through this you're standing in the grocery store and all of a sudden the song comes on and you're like oh i love this song but who is it yeah. right i can't remember who it is so you can invoke siri on your phone and hopefully it can catch the music hear the music and it give it a second and it will tell you then who the song is if it can identify it um, oh, and it does that yeah. through Siri, just by invoking Siri. Uh, some people are having problems with it, I guess, where it says it's unable to do that right now. Oh, uh, I'm not exactly <laughs> sure why that is. We don't really have any control over Siri, to be honest with you, and being able to <laughs> troubleshoot it or anything. But Apple also does make an app called Shazam, which does the same thing, but it also adds a bunch of other features. It works with voiceover. It's free. So it's a cool app to get if you're really into trying to identify music and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I would try downloading that. You could have some fun with that app. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, There's a lot uh, of songs. I, a lot of songs. Now I I read the lyrics on YouTube. Like, what song does somebody sing with this lyric? You know? Yeah. That, so, yeah. Yeah, I'll try it. All right, it. Beth. Well, thanks, thanks a lot. And uh, just as a quick follow-up to Christy, before we move on to the next hand that we have here, um, I did try the activating with Siri and then uh, asking it, what song is this? And uh, two out of the five songs I tried, it came back and said that it wasn't able to recognize music right now. And then it did give me results. So I wonder if for some reason it just can't recognize some specific songs for licensing reasons or something. Um, so Sheila, who do we got next? Deborah. Hey, hey Deborah. Hi. Um, I last week um, I was talking with you about having troubles um, emailing from um, a link uh, that it goes to my uh, my drafts folder instead of allowing me to send an email from a particular link. So I did try. The one thing that you suggested, um, when I was in the email, I did go to the link that I wanted, and the same thing happened. So um, I'm not too sure what is uh, what's actually uh, going on. I tried to 
pl play around with Outlook because this is the um, the I'm using Outlook, and I tried to um, go into my my drafts folder. I couldn't seem to get into it because I I wanted to try to delete some of the uh, the, the drafts um, in that folder that haven't that haven't gone out. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing, your your question about uh, where do we go to to learn about different things and tech and stuff like that? Well, I of course belong to uh, Braille groups, and I learn better with hands on teaching. So um, if I can get somebody else to uh, come out or even sit down uh, over a Zoom call with me and go over it. Uh, sort of uh word for word kind of thing. Yeah. I learn from learn from that. So um and of course other sources that might uh, might come up. But I okay. still haven't been able to resolve this situation. So, yeah. Just to review really quickly, you said you're using Outlook, correct? Yes. And are you on a computer or a device? Uh, desktop computer. So yeah. you're using Windows 10 or Windows 11? Windows 10, yep. And you don't happen to know which version of Outlook you're using, right? Um, That's not as important, but okay. are you yeah. using the, uh, the 365? Is that what you're using? Or is it already uh, just the standalone Outlook version that uh, you just install on your computer and then it's always just there? I think that's what it is. Yes. Okay. And so you click on a link. For yes. an email, and instead of it creating a new email and ready to go, it goes to like reading. It goes pain. to drafts. It, yeah, or it says something about reading pain. Uh, uh, yeah, um, I think I've got a couple of emails, but but it, uh, that have you know I could try it on, but we wouldn't have the time in this call to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, it would take some time, but it says. Um, I can't remember what it, but but it just doesn't. It just goes to uh, my uh, my draft folders. So when you're clicking, uh, is this on any time you want to send an email from a link? Is it do this or? Yeah, just from a link. Yeah, and you're making sure that the two the e the person you're emailing is in the two box, and that there is a subject, and then whatever you're typing out in the body. See, it doesn't really allow me to do that either. It goes to. Um, um, Oh, I'm just trying. I wished I could find an email that had that in it, and I could sort of go through it. Um, yeah. So, um, if you could drop us, and I know this is uh, interesting, but if you, unless uh, someone else has something to jump in here, if you could drop us a quick email, um, I just found, or you can search for it as well. Optimizing Outlook with Jaws is what I would do, and Brian Harchin did a great. It looks like a really good tutorial of configuring your Outlook for best use with Jaws. Um, and then you can disable some of the uh, reading pane, the preview pane, the to-do bar. Um, and I wonder if you configure your Outlook following those directions, if that gives you the experience you're looking for. And if you want, I can email this article to you if you drop us an email. Um, if that okay, would be I just found an email here that I can... Uh, 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 um, okay. Let's... Hey everyone, this is David. I, I hey wonder David. if I could... Interject. Yeah, go for it, David. Um, chime in. So, hey, Deborah. Um, this is a, a bit of a shot in the dark, and I don't know if I'm right, but okay. sometimes Outlook 
can um well i guess what i'm wondering is in your drafts folder um mm-hmm. the drafts folder is often where you were writing an email and maybe you didn't send it or you forgot to send it or you intended to delete it but you didn't and a lot of times stray emails like that can wind up in the drafts folder outlook might be giving you a dialogue saying hey you've got some unsent email do you want to send it and normally you would hear that and you would be focused on it but i'm thinking that maybe it's possible that it's trying to tell you that and somehow your screen reader isn't fully reading it or fully focused on it so i'm wondering i just found an email Mm -hmm. so send me a link subscribe (laughs) to the acb cooks list so i'm going to enter on that link now Mm -hmm. in inbox outlook reading pane it says outlook mail uh windows reading pane okay so outlook does have what are called panes and that's P-A-N-E-S, not P-A-I-N-S. Yes, um, being a pain right now, yes. <laughs> although for, for some of us, that it may be one and the same. Uh-huh. And um, the reading pain and the preview pain, you know, visually they might be helpful because they're showing you little bits and pieces of the message. And they are technically accessible, but they can interfere uh, with screen readers, right? So. Yeah. One thing I would do before you try to send any emails or reply to any emails is just go into Outlook in your inbox. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're pointing to the list of messages. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and if you press your alt key, you're going to go to the ribbons. And I know some people have a love-hate relationship with the ribbons, but they're really mm-hmm. not so bad. Mm-hmm. And if you move to the right, you're gonna you're gonna move across different tabs, and one of them is called the View tab. And there's a lot of options in here. If you once you get to that tab, you press the Tab key to move from one option to the next. And most of the things you're gonna find aren't really relevant to your situation, but there are some options for reading pain and preview pane. Okay. Go into those and make sure that they're off as opposed okay. to on the right or on the left or on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Turn those off um, be, because unless you're a low vision user who depends on them, it's not going to make a difference. And it could right. maybe fix this problem. The okay. other thing I would do is go into your drafts folder Uh, After Mm -hmm. you do that, just Mm -hmm. make sure you don't have any stray emails that you were not intending to send. And Mm -hmm. if they're emails that you can safely delete, just delete them by pressing the delete key, just as you would with any other message. Mm -hmm. And then um, you may find that the problem is gone. But obviously, if it isn't, let the unmute crew know about that. Mm -hmm. But that, that could help. Okay. Um, I'll do that then, and we'll um, we'll see how it goes. Yep, give it a whirl. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck to you. And again, if you have any other issues, you can always email us at feedback at unmute dot show. Okay. All right. Thanks, David, for your input on that, and just chime Mm -hmm. in whenever you feel like you need to or want to. All right. Let's keep it rolling. Jane. 
Hey, Jane. Hello. Um, simply, where can I find the, what is it? Uh, Spanish words with, um. Oh, Carla? Carla. Is it a podcast somewhere? Yeah, it's going to be on IACast. And do you remember the exact name in for the feed, Michael? Yep, it is SpanishWithCarla.com, and you can get it from IACast.com. Or in any podcatcher. Yep. Wait, All right. How do I subscribe? You mean, how do you I can, subscribe? You just go. Yeah, and you can either go to IACast, the website okay. itself, or mm-hmm. you can just go to any podcatcher and search for the name of the podcast that has its own feed. And I think it's called Spanish with Carla, right, yep, Michael? Just, yeah, you can just search for Spanish with Carla in your podcast app, too, and that'll pop right up. All right. Thanks, Jane. Janet. Hey, Janet. Hello. Um, To answer the question I learned from YouTube, I'm like today, Unmute, iCast, ACB Radio, wherever I can find podcasts about tech learning and the books that Shelly came out with. iOS Access for All. Yep, yep, yep. And that's on our and website or I'll in the bookstore. So hopefully you can I'll be that. learning stuff from from uh, um, the, what's that thing, Decord or whatever that that app is, that, that, new, that new social media app. Mm, I'm not sure which one you're talking about. Discord? Discord, oh, Discord. You. yeah. There yep. you go. And yeah. I was going to mention, I was going to mention they're talking about, um, you're talking about not doing the, uh, the discount on your internet anymore because they're running out of money and people aren't using that any using that much anymore. So you'll have to pay. Yeah, I, I actually appreciate. Yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up, and that is something we should mention. Um, I know David posted a uh, article to his newsletter, and if he wants to let people know how they can get that, that would be awesome. About the. Aff- affordable connectivity program that is starting yep, that, to phase I think that's, out. That's where, I re- that's where I read about it. I think. Yeah. So you'll want to make sure to pay attention to your bills and notices from your internet and or mobile phone providers to know what's going to happen with your bill over the next couple of months if you're utilizing that program. And if you are looking for a email that gives you lots of information, tech and accessibility, then David, do you want to let people know how they can find that? I can. Thanks. Um, so I I run a list uh, that some of you may have heard of called uh, Tech VI. Um, different speech voices pronounce it in very amusing ways, um, but it's Tech VI, and um, I distribute almost on a daily basis announcements and updates and news items that are primarily to do with blindness technology, but there is a smattering of articles that I distribute about mainstream tech. And yeah, I did recently uh, come across an article, I think it was from Cord Cutters, um, that warned people that the affordable connectivity program possibly may be going away. I I don't think we really know the outcome. And I think that there is a push to get uh, more funding for it, so it could be around uh, for a while longer. So all hope is not lost. But um, uh, if you want to subscribe to TechVI to get these uh, announcements and updates, the way you would do that is send an email to tech t e c h dash v i and the plus sign. Uh, the, so it's tech dash v i plus 
subscribe at groups.io. You'll get an automated message saying, hey, do you really want to do this? Please confirm. Just do a reply, uh, choose send, and then you'll be subscribed. Awesome. If you guys are interested in tech info, then go check it out. It's great. Uh, it's great. It's got tons of information there. All right, let's keep it rolling. Mitchell. Hey, Mitchell. Hey, guys. I got a question about the Outlook that's built into 11. Okay. How do you navigate the contact with that thing? It seems like it doesn't navigate your whole contact list. It gets to a certain point and then hangs. There used to be two views for that list. One is like a bunch of each contact is in a, kind of a grid, a bunch of squares, and you have to like navigate around, you know, up, down, and across. But there's also a way to change it. I believe it's in the view and you would change it to list. So you're just going straight up and down and not doing all of those little squares that it puts it into. So that might make it easier. You might want to check and see if you can switch your view to a list instead of a grid. All right. Um, to the lady that was having the difficulty with her emails, I had Microsoft turn off the radiant pane and one other pane, and that fixed mine. The way to open it, is shift enter. That's the best way to open messages with, with this Outlook that comes with a lever. All right, cool. Check your view on your Outlook and see if you can change how your addresses look. That might make it easier if you can switch it from grid to view and I mean, from grid to list and uh, see if that helps you out. All right, Sheila. Eugenia. Hey, Eugenia. Hi, good morning. How are uh, you? I, I'm doing great. Thank you. I need some... Um, Advice on getting um, a portable charger for my phone since uh, now it's USB-C. Mm-hmm. I did have a very good one before that uh, it looked, it was like a bullet kind of shape. And um, th- it had uh, for the Apple Watch and for the iPhone, but it didn't work anymore since I have USB-C now with my 15 Pro. And you're looking for, say that one more time, you said... A charger, yeah. A charger, okay. Yeah, a charger to carry with me. Yeah, if I was you, I would probably give you a couple of options. Option number one is you can get a battery from AT Guys that's accessible. It's got vibrate. It's got a audio. And uh, they sell them at AT Guys. Michael, you want to chime in on that? Oh, maybe he got there. We go. I, oh, there you go. I was having some difficulty. <laughs> he doesn't want to tell me about it. it. Acting like I needed to get the got it button again. That said, the host has disabled muting. That was uh, weird. I Anyways, didn't do it. I promise. I know you did, <laughs> uh, So, so yeah, the AT guys battery pack uh, would work. It does come with a USB A and USB C to plug in other devices. It is uh, not wireless charging, but that could work for you. Um, and then there are a couple of wireless chargers that are available. It really comes down to what you're looking for. Are you looking for something portable um, to go with you? Yes, very portable. And also, mm-hmm. you know, like for uh, short travel or something that, uh, yeah. Yeah. So- and um, I, but I would like to have also uh, the, the area where you can charge your Apple Watch. Right. So w- with the AT guys portable power bank, um, it has a USB-A and a USB-C port, as I said. Um, yes. And with your Apple Watch, it depends on how new you purchased it from, but your Apple Watch should come with a USB-C to the round Apple Watch puck that you can charge with. 
um, mm-hmm. or USB A, and then your iPhone. If you have a new 15, it has the USB C on one end of the cable and USB C on the other end. Um, that yes. would be probably the best bet. Anchor does make some cheaper ones. Um, I'm okay. sorry, some some more lower cost ones that um, would work just fine for you and. Okay. I just want you to know that unfortunately they don't provide any sort of audible feedback. So if you have some light yeah. perception or you can work with that, that might be useful. Yeah. Or if you're comfortable with setting a reminder to remind yourself to charge it, because there's okay. nothing worse than using a power bank that's not charged. So Exactly. Yeah, that, that yeah. was the problem with the one I had before that uh, it wouldn't tell me I just plug it in overnight and right. hope, for, hope for the best the next day. Yeah, but, if you're um, looking for a battery pack and you need it to give you, you know, auditory to let you know that it's charged mm-hmm. or not charged, then those yeah. AT batteries are the way to go. I mean, the I have a go. couple of them and they're great. Okay. So you can charge anything with a, that has uh, like a, uh, um, a tablet also you can charge yep. with that, right? Anything? Yep. Okay. So anything that can charge over a 18-watt USB connection, because at max it pushes 18 watts. If you plug two uh-huh. devices in, it does split that evenly 9 and 9. Um, and so if if your tablet charges with USB, you can. Um, I don't recommend this, but I know someone who has used theirs to keep their MacBook Air running barely, because that MacBook requires 30 watts, I believe it is. Um, but there's a lot of flexibility with that and you get the audible and yeah 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 my 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 girl does that with the one that i used to have and she plugs the and uh, depending on uh, what apple watch you have uh they do make those little apple watch charging pucks in both usb a and USB C, and you can actually get a USB C one that's actually braided if you're going to be carrying it around with you it's a little more durable Yes, I, I I know I know we're trying to replace the the cables around here. There you go. Well, look for yeah. braided cables there, Eugene. And thanks for your question. Yeah. Let us know Thank if you have any you. other. Yeah, of course. Good luck. Uh, Who's next there, okay. Sheila? Lynn. Hey, Lynn. Hey, Lynn. Hi. How Hope are everybody's you? doing well today. Yep. Good. Um. So my learning. Um. Well, my learning app is actually Google because I'm always Googling something or other that I don't know. There you go. It's a good thing because my friends used to get tired of me asking for help. Now they don't because I can Google it. Um, awesome. So I don't know. This question might be too involved and you can tell me. Um, so I I have to get uh, a new phone, a new iPhone in a couple of months or in the next couple of months somehow. And um, every time I get an iPhone and I go to import everything over imports every contact from every year that I ever had this darn phone. And I want to try and avoid that this time because I have, you know, a lot of people who have changed phone numbers and I have to try and figure out which one was the right one that I need to keep. Right. How do I do that? Unfortunately, I don't have like the best news for you because when you sign into your iCloud account, if you choose to sync your your contacts, then it's going to just pull down all of the contacts that are in your iCloud account. If you do not want to do that, then you would have to do it manually and re-put all the contacts in that you would want one by one, which is going to be a long, tedious process. So, so I know there are apps that you can get. I don't know what they do um, well, you know, there for are, cleaning there, up the... the yeah, okay, I mean, sorry. you can go through and basically do. you can get rid of duplicates if you wanted to, something like that. 
But okay, unfortunately, so there's not really any way to say, I only want these three contacts and, and that's all. So, so I'm sorry, there, Michael, go ahead. There could be some solution, some ways around it. Let me ask you a quick question. Number one, do your contacts look like they, you would like them to look now? Yeah. Yes. So what I would first do right now is go into your contacts application, tap the button on the top left that says go, uh, it says all contacts back button, I believe is what it will say. And when you do that, there's going to be a list of different groups. And at the very top, mine says all contacts 225. If I flick down on all contacts 225, your number will obviously be different. Uh-huh. Uh, you get an option that says export. If you double tap on that export, it gives you a standard share screen. Um, and it says share and then gives you the date. And then you can pick uh, what details you want to share. By default, everything is selected. So you can mm-hmm. make your selections on that. And then mm-hmm. at the top right, there is a done button. If you tap on that, I'm just making sure that it's doing what it's supposed to do. Um, no. Is, is that for sharing a single contact at a time though? Or is that for all your contacts? No, that shares all of your contacts. So um, if you tap on the done button, then it actually mm-hmm. takes you to the true share screen. So I see my MacBook here that I can airdrop to. And then I have uh, recent people that I've texted. What I would mm-hmm. do is scroll all the way down until you hear it say mail and double tap on that and email that to yourself. That way you have a copy of your contacts the way that you like them right now. Um, I, off the top of my head, do not know how to import the contacts and someone might have some, some feedback on that, but that's where I would start right now, because what it sounds like is happening is you're signing into possibly your iCloud account and then your Google account and your phone over the years hasn't known which one to save contacts to by default. So then all of a sudden you have all these, uh, all this older information back on your phone that's showing up in the contacts app. Can Um, I ask you one more quick question about that? Yep. I have a Mac. Can I go in and clean those up somehow so that I only have the current ones? I believe you can, but I don't know how to do that. Uh, you would have to go into your address. Your I think it's called addresses now. And then you could go through and clean it up however you want to clean it up. Into- and you can also export your contacts from there. Because on the Mac, when you it acts like when you have the addresses app open it acts like any other mac so then you can go up to the top and you'll see that you'll have a dress book there and if you click i forget which one it is but it's going to be import or export and you can export that database and then you could save that file that you exported anywhere you want on your desktop in a folder in your cloud dropbox iCloud, wherever you want so that's a good thing to do because you'll have a backup separate outside of your address book but before you do that backup you can go in and clean it up however you want to. Right, but there's no way to clean up all the old contacts then on the on the on the iCloud at all, right? I mean as well, far if as- you if you open up your address book and you have it signed in to your iCloud account, as you're cleaning it up on the address uh, the addresses on your computer, it will sync to the cloud and update across all of your oh. devices. Okay, all right. 
Okay, I know. Say, I like for example, you have two, you have two Martys in your contacts, and you right. open up your address book on your Mac, and you delete one of the Martys, and the second Marty then it just has the information that you want there. Once you do that, okay. then it's going to sync to the cloud as long as you're signed in to the same okay. credentials across the board, and it will update okay. that across the board. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. I'll, I will do that. I'm sorry. I've taken up a lot of time and I apologize for that. Thank no, you so no much. No problem. Good luck. Thank you. Sheila. All right. We've got a phone number, 217 ending in 545. Hello. Hello. 217. I don't know where that area code is. Hello. It's Illinois. Hello. Hi. Yeah. This is Rosanna. Hi, Rosanna. Uh, I am uh, Yeah, I decided to do something different and get on, on my phone. So that I can work out while I'm listening to the call. There we go. <laughs> anyway, Thanks for working out and listening. How can we help you? How do you turn off text prediction? I guess that's the name for it. On the iPhone. That gets so distracting. I'm trying to type something on my iPhone. And it keeps guessing the next word. Sometimes that's nice. But it's, all in all, it's distracting. I know there's a way to turn that off. But I have not found I am logging in to my phone right now and apparently entering the wrong passcode. So if you give me a couple of moments, I will come back with that and give you that answer. Okay. Okay. Just hang tight for a sec. We'll take a question while Michael's doing that and then we'll come back to you. Yep. Thank you, Rosanna. Jewel. And Jewel might know. There we go. Hey. Hello. How are you? Really not happy with the call, I guess. (laughs) Um, So I have a couple of comments and I have a question of my own. Um, for the Outlook situation with reading pain, um, there is an article, and I wanted to send it to you guys in case she wanted the full article. Um, it's called Basic Fu- uh, Basic Functions uh, with Outlook with a Screen Reader. It's a support.microsoft.com article, and it talks specifically about toggling the reading pain off, uh, which is recommended by Microsoft for screen reader users. Um, so it gives you the step-by-step on that. It's basically tabbing to settings, then airing down to reading pane, then toggling the radio button for hide. Um, and that toggles it off. Cool. If um, you want to share that, just send it to feedback yeah. at unmute.show. That's what I was going to ask. Feedback at unmute.show. I'll send that to you. And that way, if she wants the full article, she can ask y'all for it. Um, All right. Great. Thanks. Yeah. The other thing, I had my own question. Um I'm having an issue with messages on my iPhone. I'm updated to the latest non-beta um, iOS. I think it's 17.2. I think that's the latest. Right. Um, just whatever the latest one is, because I know I'm updated. Um, and it started with 17. When I go into messages and I type a message, if I stay in that window, when they type back, I'm stuck in the text field. And I have to leave the window, the uh, message window and come like not the app, but mm. go back to the list of messages and yeah. then go back to go read the message. Try. Um, I don't know if you've tried this, but I have been able to dismiss the keyboard with a scrub gesture. And that seems to work okay. for me. Well, even if I'm using my Bluetooth keyboard, because when I have the Bluetooth keyboard, the on-screen keyboard is dismissed. It's gotcha. not it's hidden. 
So if you're using the Bluetooth keyboard, pressing VO left and right arrow doesn't take you out of the edit field to be able to type no. on things. Yeah. There is a gesture that you can assign in accessibility to touch the center of the screen. And you assign that to a keystroke under gestures in voiceover. And that yeah. would get you out of that and put you back in the list well, of messages. Even if I actually physically touch the center of the screen, I still have to leave the window and come back to it. I've not been able to get it to like switch from the text field up to the messages, even if I touch the screen. That is interesting. I'll play with that and see if I yeah. can duplicate that. Uh, okay, I was hoping there was a workaround. Yeah, I was hoping there was a workaround. I'll talk to Apple. That would be my workaround, though. Even if it's not working to touch the center of the screen, I would try. Yeah, I've tried it, that. If that works. Okay. Dang it. Perfect. Okay, thank Sorry. you. I'll, I'll talk no to Apple worries. then. It's probably um, a bug that they need to fix. Um, All right, thanks, Jewel. Move on, I want to mention to Rosanna because I told her I'd come back to her. If you go into settings and then general and then keyboard, um, there's a couple of options a little ways uh, down the screen. One is auto correction. You can turn that off. And then there's also predictive text that you can turn off as well. And those appear to be toggles. So again, that's under settings, general, and then keyboard. Sheila, who do we got next? Jamaica. Hey, Jamaica. Hello. Um, th this is Jamaica and and her and her mom today. Hello, Jamaica and a, Jamaica's mom. <laughs> we have a we have a very important question to ask because tomorrow is the great big huge day of something. So tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> well, so, go ahead. We'll see if we can help you out here. So you want me to ask? Yeah. Well, um, Jamaica's been having so much trouble with her Thunderbird, which we we embraced and used for many years after we got Outlook Express went away. We like the simpler versions of things, but mm -hmm. anyway, so we've got um, uh, Office 2010 on our computer, and we're thinking of, of putting the 2019 on it and starting to use the Outlook in that for the email um and she, uh she just wanted to know if we do that so we've got lots of word documents that we created in 2010 is it going to make it where we can't get into those documents and edit them and all the other things that we've saved in office nope 2010 and 2019 office documents should be for the most part compatible with each other um, okay. So we should be good to go there. And what about like PowerPoints and um, and things yeah, like I, that? I meant off like Excel, PowerPoint, um, all of those should be similar uh, and be able to be opened from the 2010 to the 2019 version okay. of um, uh, Office products. Sounds, sounds if I'm good. understanding correctly, you guys are looking at upgrading to 2019 specifically for the email issues. Is that correct? Um, well, we figured if we were going to try to start using Outlook um, for the email, that it, it would behoove us to go ahead and do the more current one to learn instead of the older one. And so we were going to see about loading that on. So um, I just want to give you one other thing to think about, and then we'll jump on to the next uh, person here. Uh, while you're looking at that, it might be worth it. It may look a little more um, of an investment because it's a subscription, but Office 365 will give you guys the latest up to date um, 
versions of Microsoft products. And more importantly, it also gives you that support as well. So if you do run into issues, you can reach out to Microsoft and or the Disability Answer Desk, and they can also remote into the computer to help you get things configured the way that you uh, need them to be to be optimized with the screen reader. So if you give that a little bit of consideration, uh, Costco, I'm not sure if you're a Costco member, but they do offer uh, extended versions of the subscription where you get a couple extra months free uh, as well. Um, a couple of uh, comments about that. We do have a, a lady here in town who's blind that um, does um, technology training. And she said the 365, she has both of them, the 2019 and the 365. And she says she's got the 365 at work and she just hates it. Uh, and also I, I was reading that when if the subscription by accident, you let it expire, then you use lose all your data. Is that correct? That is not correct. What? So you never lose your data when your subscription lapses. The okay. only thing that happens is you can't edit and save the documents okay. um, until you renew your subscription or sign in with an active subscription. Also, okay. your friend and, and the person teaching technology would be interesting to find out if at work they have to use the web-based version of 365 because that's the problem with Microsoft. There's so many uh, things named similarly. Uh, so Microsoft 5 subscription for uh, home and family. Oh, we lost yeah. your audio, Michael. Yeah. Michael? Hmm. Well, it looks like we lost well, Michael's he's unmuted. Audio. Yeah, he might have gotten disconnected, possibly. Hey, Marty. Uh, I wonder if I could, it, while you're waiting for Michael to come back, if I could just add something to this discussion. Yeah, um, go for it. Hey, uh, to Jamaica and hello, Jamaica's mom. Um, so um, a, a couple of things. I I I, I would agree with, with what Michael is saying. Um, if you're if you're using the version of the Microsoft 365 subscription, not the web-based version, um, but the subscription version where you actually install the software on your Windows machine, um, the accessibility should be the same with a screen reader just as much as Office 2019. If anything, I could even argue that it might be better because you may be getting updates in the it subscription version that will that you wouldn't that you might not see in the standalone 2019 version so the subscription version that's one benefit now i think i know what this trainer meant when she said you'll lose all your data now it is true that you will not lose any data in your documents folder so if you have you know a thousand documents and you let your subscription lapse those thousand documents, if they're on your hard drive, are still going to be there. There's no danger of losing them. What I think she might have meant is that when you get a subscription, one of the benefits of the subscription that I personally like is you get a lot of additional storage with OneDrive, which is kind of like a hard drive on the internet. It's in the cloud. It's it's secure. Um, but it's a way of saving your files remotely, 
not just saving them on your computer. And you get a terabyte of storage with the subscription. But if the subscription lapsed, then you, you would very likely lose most of that storage. Um, so you might lose access to your data online if you save on OneDrive. But what most people do is they save to their documents folder. In my case, I do both. I save it so that everything that I save goes to the documents folder on my computer, but it also goes to OneDrive in the cloud. And that way, if I can't get to OneDrive, I have everything on the computer. And if for some reason something happens to the computer, I can still get to them on OneDrive. So that, that's what I would add to that. Okay. Thank you, David. That's good information. <clears throat> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Thanks, David. All right. You've got All 10 right. minutes and you've got eight hands. All right. Let's try and rock this. So I think, Petra, is that you, 303, ending in 935? Area code 303, ending in yeah, 935. That's me. And I do have a really quick question. I wanted to ask about the way to subscribe to the Tech BI list again. I wrote down as quickly as I could that you go to tech-bi plus and is it subscribe? Yep, at groups.io. And you want to send a, a blank email to that email address. At groups-io? Yes, ma'am. Perfect. Thank you. You no guys worries, are great. Petra. I love it. All right. Bye -bye. Thank you. All right. Area code 201, ending in 406. Could you tell us who you are, please? Hi, this is Lisa G. Just wanted to thank you for the recommendation for using, um, for getting the Apple program, uh, you know, signing up for that, that uh, system where you pay. And after a year of 12 payments, you can get another phone if you want and start from scratch. Oh, yeah. The Apple, Apple upgrade program that's called through Apple. That's it. The upgrade program. Yeah, that was a great program. I did it. It was great. I love it. I have my old phone, which I'm still using, you know, and I'm I'm loving it. So thank you very much for that. That's it. Take care. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Roberta. Lisa. Hey, Roberta. Hey, Roberta. You're still muted, Roberta. Okay. Maybe we come back to Roberta. All right. We'll skip back. We'll come back to you. Um, Pam. Hey, Pam. Hi, Pam. Yeah. Real, real quickly, um, unless I really misunderstood uh, the the one who was having difficulty with messages. Um, if she is trying to send, a, you know, she's creating a message, uh, all you should have to do to get to your previous conversation is flick left because you're she's using you're, an external keyboard. Yeah. And that's also so, not working on the screen. I'm the worst. Okay. Of some but, of that. but if you're, if you're on an, okay, if you're on an external keyboard, make sure that quick nav is turned on. And that's uh, left arrow, right arrow at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it's getting stuck. Left and arrow and right arrow is not working to take out of that. I turn that off immediately, and it still gets stuck. So, have you tried repairing your keyboard? Your yes, because it, it and it does that even when the keyboard's completely off. It does it on the screen. It gets stuck, and I have to leave and come back. So it's not the keyboard. So, and, and you can't just are... flick left. Nope, it gets so, stuck. If... If yeah. you have any other suggestions, Pam, because we're coming up on the top of the hour, feel free your to phone. drop an email. She has tried Try restarting, restarting the phone, your phone. Too. Do a hard reset. Yeah, I restart my phone every couple of days. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you, Pam. You're welcome. Who do we got Roberta, next? Roberta, are you able to unmute? I, yeah, I think so. 
You um, are. There you are. All right. There we go. Um, I have a one of the tactile power banks from AT guys, and I would like to know the meaning of the feedback. So when I press the button on the side, if I get mm-hmm. four tones or four tech, um, yeah, you know, it buzzes, vibrates, or audio. Yeah. You yeah, get yeah. either one. What is the so meaning each- of the? Each beep or vibration represents 25% of battery capacity. So okay, if you great. have four beeps, then it's assumed to be fully charged. Okay. And then a quick question about, um, you were talking about the music app Shazam. Mm-hmm. Are there, is there just one Shazam yeah, app? Just one Shazam. You get it in the app store. So you would, op- if you're on your phone, for example, you'd go can on an iPhone. Yep, I'm on it. Go to the app store, look for Shazam, and download it's free, and there you go. Can you spell Shazam? Oh, of course you were going to ask me that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm Googling it right now, so I will come back to you. uh, It should be S-H-A-Z-A-M. Yep, it is. Thank you, David. Yep. Thank you. All right. right. Hazel. Audio now unmuted. Yes, thank you. um, A question about Notepad which I use a lot just for taking notes on things. Um, My computer somehow got upgraded to Windows 11. And now uh, I don't have a shortcut on my desktop for Notepad, but I can get there by pressing the Windows key, then the Tab key, and it'll be at the top of this list. But when I click on that, um, well, I, I press the Enter key, it opens up whatever was last on Notepad, even though I did not keep it open. I don't understand that. But if I press Control F4, it gets rid of that one. And the one behind it is whatever was there before. Is there a way to switch between those things? And I mean, I just, I, this is really confusing me. So, David, I'm going to pick on you. Is it, Do you know if there's a setting? Because I know what it's doing. It's bringing up the last open document. Um, there may be, it shouldn't be open though, because I've closed it. I'm not familiar if that kind of setting exists, but I have to admit, I don't use notepad very often. And I know the new notepad has made some changes. So I think Michael, you're, you're on the right track, but off the top of my head without researching it, I don't think I have anything to offer at this time. Uh, the only one, thing I can one, suggest is if you have Notepad open, just open it. It could even be an old document, any document. Just open it up, and once you have it open, see if you can go to the preferences of that application and see if you can change a setting to open new document when you open the app instead of opening recent document. Uh, how do I get there? I believe that once the app is open, you could go to the menu items and... I don't know which one it's under. I'm sorry. I'm not a notepad user either, but one of them should say uh, preferences or settings or something like that. And if you can get into that, there might be an option to change it from when you open up the app to open from recent settings instead of doing that. I mean, recent document, open it to new document. Okay. Yeah, and you're right. I, I just opened it and it came up with the last yeah. file I was in. So I'm I'm going to have to dig around for this as well. I this is really new for me. don't like that because maybe I have some financial information. I don't want that sitting there on my desktop all the time. You know, right? Not, yeah. I, I don't want it to just be right there so accessible for anything. Well, stay tuned because now I'm I'm seeing this too and I'm, I'm not even seeing a preferences. So this may be an... It, I, we will try to research this and come back to you next I week used, about it. I used to have a hotkey set 
to open up a blank document, but that went away, and I don't know how to find wherever Notepad is so that I could go into properties and and set up a new hotkey. Gotcha. Petrine has left um, the meeting. Well, we are running out of time. Sorry, we don't have more time, but I appreciate you bringing this to our attention. Hopefully, we'll be able to have an answer for you in the near future. Drop us an email feedback at unmute.show. And if we come up with something, we can reply and let you know. Okay. Thank you. No worries. And unfortunately, we are out of time. Yeah, you don't have time to take any more hands. We are so sorry we weren't able to get to everyone today, but maybe try and come back next week. Or if it's something quick, you can try and email us at feedback at unmute.show. Um, otherwise everybody have a super great week and thank you to bell and sheila for helping us out as always and everyone have a great one and we will see you next time